Simmons. Welcome to Knick News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is space news. This is from Reuters. Czech scientists have opened a lab to experiment growing food for environments with extreme conditions and lack of water, such as Mars or other space locations. (laughs) Uh, The experiment by a team at the Prague University of Life Sciences is based on aeroponics, which is growing plants in the air without soil and limiting water use to a minimum. I just like the idea of like a tomato plant just floating in midair, just growing. Yep. That sounds pretty cool. That's what this is, except there's gravity here, but it could float in space. Uh, Also, the plants grow horizontally from a vertical unit and are stacked one above above the other to minimize space. The main benefit of this growing method is that it uses 95% less water than normal plant cultivation. And it also saves space, kind of like how I just described, which could boost agricultural yields on Earth, too, in areas hit by uh, urbanization and climate change. So basically, like, this research can apply to places on Earth, too. It's not just a space thing. Yeah, I think I've heard of this. It's called like vertical farming and oh really yeah i think there's some kind of like startups or something trying to to make it a thing on earth too but that's cool it's just like hard to get started i guess yeah i'm sure i mean i'm sure there's all sorts of like you there's actually a lot of science behind agriculture making it work correctly so like doing it in a way that like one of the fundamental components of that dirt is kind of uh kind of a Issue. Yeah, because the, the plants get all of their nutrients from the soil. Like they get crucial nutrients from that. So you have to figure out how to get them those nutrients without the, yeah. So I don't know how exactly they're doing that part, but it's interesting. They're giving um, them they're giving them mouths. Yeah. <laughs> they have feeding tubes. Yeah. <laughs> uh so this research team has already succeeded in growing mustard plants, salad leaves, radishes, and herbs like basil and mint. Um and okay. they apparently ate a meal last week consisting of their plants that were grown this way. And their next crop on the list of uh, experimental crops is strawberries. They're going to try to grow. Okay. So, so, yeah, that's the farming of the future update. <laughs> it's good to know we're thinking about this. Mm-hmm. My first story is also space news. This is from a website called decanter.com. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Bordeaux wine fired into space to test aging. <laughs> well, okay. That seems like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve bottles of Bordeaux wine have been rocketed to the International Space Station so that researchers can see how the extreme conditions affect aging. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Didn't we have some other story that people were, like, launching stuff into space and we were like, this seems like a waste of resources to launch this into space to test Probably. this. Probably. Like you could just do this another way. I forget what it was. I but can't remember what it was either. I have that same sentiment about this. Yes. Like, no, this why is, are we doing this? Right. Uh, I mean, they also, they launched it into space along with uh, 3,700 kilos of research and supply cargo, um, which apparently they included also uh, included a zero gravity baking oven so they can bake in space, I guess. Oh. I don't really know what makes the baking oven zero gravity anyway uh, i don't um, know either so you your story was working on farming in space ours is work this one is working on fermenting yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fermenting and making alcohol the whole package yeah you know? i mean what's a salad without a glass of wine that's what i always say <laughs> <laughs> 
but this was <laughs> a uh, Northrop Grumman rocket. I don't know what that means. Uh, blasted off from a NASA launch pad in Virginia on November 2nd. Uh, sending this cargo into space. Uh, the wines will be stored on the International Space Station at 18 degrees Celsius. I think Decanter might be a non-U.S. Uh, website because there's kilos and degrees Metric Celsius here, and it's units. really, it's really. And they also said second November instead of November second. It's just oh, throwing okay, clearly, me off. <laughs> clearly not the U.S. There. Anyway, um, it'll be stored for 18 at 18 degrees Celsius for one year before being returned to the Earth and compared to a control sample that has been kept at the same temperature here. Uh, so they want to see if being in space makes any difference to this process. Hmm. Um, they want to study how radiation and microgravity affects components in the wine, such as uh, polyphenols, crystals, and tannins. And uh, they say that could offer clues on how to improve long-term st- long storage of food and drink in space, and also how the agricultural sector on Earth might adapt to climate change. Um, if we're hmm. ever okay. heavily irradiated or... <laughs> Somehow, which I hope doesn't happen, but if it does, our gravity decreases. Then at least we'll have wine. <laughs> at least we'll have irradiated wine. Yeah. As Maybe long it'll as give there's you superpowers, yeah. you don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, as long as there's irradiated wine in the post-apocalyptic future, I mean, all I need to know. <laughs> that's that'll be enough to keep. We'll, me we'll around. be good. We'll be good. We'll be fine. <laughs> I'm going to open a post-apocalyptic winery. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I feel like that'd be a good way to keep the Raiders off my back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my next story is health news. This is from BBC.com. The headline is, Measles makes the body forget how to fight infection. You know, this is one of their, like, health headlines that are a little bit clickbaity, but I'm going to explain. That sounds scary. It is, but it's not as scary as the headline sounds. So (laughs) first of all, a little bit of background, uh, according to this article, is estimated that 110,000 people die from measles each year around the world. So it really is like widely affecting people. Mm -hmm. Um, So measles has a devastating impact on the body's immune system that could make it harder to fight infections for years after you have measles. Um, new studies are showing. So basically they found that the virus can cause what they're calling immune amnesia, which means that the body actually forgets how to fight certain bugs that it knew how to before. So I'll explain more details of this. Oh. But So um, the findings were based on a detailed analysis of unvaccinated children in a specific community in the Netherlands, actually. Um, and they had blood samples from that population um, before and after a measles outbreak that happened in 2013. And separate research groups in the United States, the UK, and the Netherlands analyzed those samples to assess the impact of measles on the immune system of um, this population of children um, before and after that outbreak happened. And they looked specifically at antibodies in the blood. Um, And so one of the groups that looked at it was from Harvard, and they used special tools that allowed them to build this like really detailed picture of the immune system and antibody production before and after the the measles infection happened and their results, which are published in the journal science showed that the children lost on average 20% of their repertoire of like antibodies that they could produce after the measles infection. And actually one of the subjects in the study um, who had like a really severe 
measles infection, lost 73% of their antibody production capability. Whoa. So, like, yeah, it's really, that's kind of scary. It's like. That's very scary. So, basically what it's saying is that if you, if you get measles, it, like, puts your whole, like, immune response, like, back in uh-huh. time, like because you know, over time you like get infections, and your body like builds up all these like mm-hmm. and this memory of antibodies for different things that you yep. like in commonly encounter, and right? And it it kind of like erases a bunch of that, and so you have to like rebuild it back up. It's kind of like clearing your browser's cache. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a few That's years. like what it's like. So you have to like build it back up, and so what it means is that like in the years following a measles infection, like children are actually a lot more susceptible to things that they might like that and like getting sick is more dangerous for them yeah. than it would have been before probably because their body isn't um, able to fight it off like it once was yeah that's oh that's terrifying yeah and another um, reason not to get measles i guess if you were right seeking it out well yeah, yeah um so yeah it's just like another something that it wasn't widely known of like that this was a side effect of that so it's interesting um the article did note that like not every antibody that you produce is really crucial to your like immune system function. Like a lot of them are just are like kind of negligible. Like they do something, but they're not like super, super crucial or like they're not um, for really common things in your environment mm-hmm. necessarily. So it's possible that like okay, some of this, the stuff like, is destroyed and it wasn't actually useful. Yeah. Like it, okay, you lost this, but like that's not going to have like this huge impact. But I don't think they know like how. Right. This happened is probably random. I don't know. When they so, didn't, yeah, and they didn't say it. Like, seemed like it was particularly targeting different antibodies. It's just more of a kind of yeah, just this wiping out this seemingly did not, random stuff. Or, mm-hmm. This this did not indicate that there was any like specific things it was wiping out. It was just like randomly like okay, your antibody ability is just depleted after you have this hmm. sickness. So, man, it's just it's interesting. It makes it yeah, it's, it makes it a little more scary. I don't know because yeah. I feel like people t- tend to think like me. I, not that measles isn't dangerous, but it's like if right. you get over it, it's like, okay, well, I had it and now I'm I'm fine. You know what I mean? But yeah. you're actually not. Like, Turns it's out lasting it's, yeah, it's just making you even more susceptible to these to other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a debuff in a video game. Like, it's like a de- yeah. had, had measles and now you're yeah. like, imu- your disease resistance is lowered. Yeah. And I think that they're like the future work. Um, is looking at like how long does that last for? Like how long does it actually take to like rebuild it back up, or mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff? Like yeah, and imagine some of that stuff you're not going to rebuild unless you are exposed to that stuff again. Yeah, Cause well, because that's, that's how you build it up work. in the first place, <laughs> right? Well, a lot of you know most people build up most of their antibodies as a baby, actually, and like just with like getting dirty and stuff, like being I don't know, touching everything. Like I don't know, it's just right. like you have to like do you have to go out. if this happens to you just go out and rub you your kid's face like, in the dirt yeah, like, go, go outside roll around the dirt a little bit yeah touch some unclean services like, yeah wander get, around a hospital actually i wouldn't recommend that because yeah, there's super bugs there yeah, but that's probably bad that's the only place that i wouldn't recommend but like just normal like being outside and being in like around other kids i don't know oh, but like you, you'd have to like re get yourself sick and build it up yeah yeah. Yet another reason Ooh. to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to get your flu shot this yeah. year, by the way. Just oh, I forgot. Throw that yes. out there. Yes, you should do that. Um, I have to do that. Um, it, I forgot. It said at the end of this, too, that they actually said that certain 
for certain things, like if someone has measles, they actually recommend like you redo certain vac- vaccinations that you already had just as like a safety precaution of like, yeah, oh, because sure. this stuff might have been like damaged. Right. Might have actually knocked out some of the stuff you were vaccinated yeah. against. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh ah, yes. that's so scary. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so frustrating that we have like a vaccine for measles and then like measles can undo other vaccines. And it's just like, I know it's like this. If, it's you, like just even the, wor- if you just do the one thing up front. <laughs> You don't have to worry about all this stuff yeah. on the back end. That's, yeah. So I could I could go on a on a vaccine rant for I a know. long, long so time. Could I. But I so could I. Feel like I don't know if we want to do that here. Yeah. Um, but th- you know, I just I I know I've, I've probably said this before. I just always think education is the best thing. So yes. Now you know another now you reason. Know another reason to get vaccines. <laughs> get vaccines and avoid measles. Yeah. <laughs> Again, don't seek it out. Yeah. My next story is science news. This is from LiveScience.com. Women missing brain's olfactory bulb can still smell puzzling scientists. Whoa. They're missing a part of their brain that's like oh. thought to be crucial to smell. Um, this is according to a new study published on Wednesday in the journal Neuron. Uh, researchers had discovered a small group of people that seemed to defy medical science. <laughs> they can smell despite lacking the olfactory bulbs, a region in the front of the brain that processes information about smells from the nose. Um, this is a group of researchers in Israel that made this discovery by pretty much random chance. Uh, They were conducting a different study that involved imaging the brains of patients with a normal sense of smell using MRI. Um, But they noticed through the MRI that uh, one of the women was missing her olfactory bulbs and they thought it was surprising because the ad for the study had noted that participants should have a good sense of smell. (laughs) So like based, based on her brain scan, the woman shouldn't have been able to. So they thought maybe she didn't notice that part of the ad, but when they asked her, she said she had a very good sense of smell. So they like ran a bunch of tests and concluded, yeah, she does actually have the ability to smell. Um, Basically, our current understanding is that odors are mapped to the surface of these olfactory bulbs and the brain somehow reads that map. So if you lack the map, you should also lack the ability to smell. It's just kind of makes sense. Um, So they performed even more brain scans and smell tests on this first woman, as well as one additional woman they were to find that was also missing the bulbs was also left-handed and also still had a good sense of smell. Um, and they found another huh. woman who was missing the bulbs but could not smell. Um, she had uh, what's known as congenital anosmia or a lifelong inability to smell. And um, so they, as, they expe- as they expected, they found that she couldn't smell most odors because she'd never been able to. But the other two women could smell as well as people with olfactory bulbs and in some situations better. Okay, that's super cool. There's more to this. Okay. Um, So they wanted to create, like, in order to figure out, like, okay, these people can smell, but are they smelling the same things that other people are smelling? Oh, yeah. Um, There's this this concept of an olfactory perceptual fingerprint, which is basically, like, does this thing, what does this thing smell like to you, and does it smell similar to this thing? So they did uh, that with the two women who could smell, um, and 140 other similarly aged women to rate how similarly uh, two smells smelled, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, such as like a lemon and an orange, which would be expected to smell somewhat similar, or a lemon and a skunk, which would obviously be 
on different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, the fingerprint, the olfactory fingerprints of the two women without bulbs were comparable to the fingerprints of the rest of the participants. And even more interesting, the fingerprints of those two women were closer to each other than to any other two participants. Wow. So, like... That is fascinating. This, this whole article is basically just, like, a big question. Because <laughs> they also point out there are slight differences. Neither of them could detect a rose-like odor, which is one of the most common odors used in olfactory testing. So they just, like, couldn't perceive, like, the smell of a rose. Oh. Which is, which is strange. Hmm. Um, and also, they said it's not clear why this ability has only so far been found in women, and specifically in left-handed women. Um, but they... They speculate weird. most brain scan studies exclude participants who are left-handed in order to reduce variation among the participants um, because people who are right-handed and left-handed, their brains are wired slightly differently to account for that. Yeah. So they think maybe because left-handed people are usually left out of studies like this, that's, that's maybe why they've never run into this if it is exclusive to left-handed people, which is so wow, strange. that is. <laughs> um, and finally, I know this is like a lot of just like info dump, but um, basically here's the three possibilities they think they have for why this is happening. Um, one, somehow the brain is flexible enough that some other part of the brain was able to take over this functionality, um, which we know the brain is pretty flexible. And yeah. it's very good at adapting. That so, was my first thought. Right. It's entirely possible that that's what happened. Um, obviously, they need to do more tests. Um, the second and like what would be the most interesting uh, thing would be that the bulbs aren't actually required to detect smells, which is like the current line of thought. Um, and they speculated maybe the bulbs um, react to smell because they're used to detect where smells are coming from as opposed to what the smells are. Like, so using, detecting location as opposed to, because I think they were just like speculating, oh. why would these light up basically in reaction to smells if that's not what their purpose is? Maybe we just don't have as good of an understanding of their actual purpose as we previously oh, thought. Wow. But they'd have to do more study of this, yeah. like see like, can these women detect where smells are coming from? That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the most boring explanation is that the, the nerves that make up these bulbs aren't actually missing and they're just somehow somewhere else in the brain. And therefore, their functionality is entirely there. It's just not presenting the same way in a scan. Oh. But um, they also said this wouldn't make a lot of sense because they would expect to see something else wrong somewhere else in the brain. And yeah. as far as I can tell, it's just an absence of these uh, structures. So anyway. Wow. That is That's so all the information. I just felt cool. like it was also relevant. I couldn't like parody that down because <laughs> I just I, – that, that, that is – I, I love things like this where it's just like, oh, by the way, something we totally thought we totally I understood. Know. Not at all. I know. We just have. Because oh. there's so much. Oh, my gosh. This is what. And I, a lot of it's just related to the human body, too. And especially the brain, actually. The brain is the part of the human body, I think, that people. It's, we have the most left to discover. Right. It's, least, it's so um, unknown to us, I feel yeah. like. Which is so weird because we're. The brain is what is studying the brain, and that just always throws me off when I when if you think about it too deep. It's oh, <laughs> inception. Shouldn't it um, understand itself? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't it? Since we all have a brain, shouldn't we know how our brains work? Because the brain should know how the brain works. That's what knowing okay, is. Okay, why don't humans just automatically know all of their own anatomy and how everything works? Why do we have to be taught that? That this is another question that I've never thought about until now. Oh man! I was right? gonna say it's because like we have to like translate it into a way that we understand. But why would we need to translate it into a way that we understand if the organ that's understanding it 
should already theoretically know everything. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't the brain already know that it's like sending signals to all these things? It's sending yeah. signals to the heart. It's sending, sig- you know, it's doing all of that. But we don't know. We don't know inherently that it's doing that. We have to be taught that. I wonder if Isn't it's similar to the fact that we like don't have to consciously think about things like breathing or or like pumping blood or that kind of thing. And like it's yeah. just evolution has determined that it's not like evolutionary evolutionarily beneficial for us to know how we work. Yeah. Maybe because I don't know. Why would we need to know that? I guess <laughs> right. Like it would have it would have no benefits, like from an adaptation standpoint. So, oh, this could this could be a long, <laughs> detailed discussion, philosophical discussion. This is very yeah. Very inter- but yeah. Anyway, my first thought with that was that like, oh, clearly some other parts of the brain like adapted mm. to to learn that because that we've seen and that, that happen. Totally with other possible, stuff. right? Like, like that happens with all sorts of things. Like if you lose a sense or something. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there are people who have like had half of their brain removed and like are still able to do certain functions that we kind of assumed were like relegated to one side of the brain or the other. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. So we know that the it's a it's an adaptable and, organ, but mm-hmm. I was thinking like of the like um, blind people mm-hmm. can't like they can start to basically see things with sound. So right. Like, from a different input, although I don't know what other input would influence your smell, but like, right. it's just interesting. Like, there, it's maybe somehow like the stuff responsible for taste because smell and taste are really oh, strongly yeah. linked. So maybe there's something there. I don't know. Maybe like the particle because because when maybe you smell stuff, it's particles. It is. It's particles in the yeah. air that cause scents. I believe. Uh huh. Um. Maybe the particles go in your mouth and you're, and it's really subtle, but your brain starts detecting it as smell. Yeah, it's just weird. You know, like, it could be like, cause, isn't that cool? Because I thought like the, the fingerprint thing was the interesting, was the most interesting part for me because like they're able to detect that like a lemon and an orange or like probably have a similarly citrusy smell. Yeah. But it also makes you wonder like, does it smell to them like it does to me? Like, yeah, it's the same thing as yeah. like, do you see the blue? Colors, like I see blue. Yes, it's, which I love talking about that because right. you get down another, that rabbit hole. Is like, right? Like, is your blue the same as my blue? Oh, We're well, never going to know. But it doesn't matter. It's like, well, it looks. Do you ever think blue. about like <laughs> how everyone has a favorite color? What if yeah. everyone's favorite color was is the, the same, same color? color? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I, well, like, no, that wouldn't work out. All like, the colors are just jumbled, and everyone's favorite color was the same, like, one. That wouldn't work out, though, because I was like, my favorite color is green. It's the color of grass. And then people would be able to say, no, but grass is yellow. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah, you're I, right. I don't think that would you're work. You're right. Okay. <laughs> but, people are like, this, is, this item is my favorite color. Oh, that's my favorite color. But... Yeah, anyway. but just yeah. Anyway, just because they sense that like citrus smells similar doesn't mean that citrus smells like like their lemon doesn't smell like somebody else's lemon. I mean, it's just so who knows <sighs> how the brain is interpreting that information. Maybe and, one day we can start a side podcast where we like <laughs> deep dive into these like very <laughs> philosophical questions and discussions. Just call it questions that make your brain hurt. <laughs> We we could call it that, yeah, because <laughs> that's ow, what it'll be. I just call it "Ow, my brain." <laughs> ow, my, ow, my brain. A podcast <laughs> with Alex and Anthony <laughs> coming soon. I remember that. I want to remember that. Idea. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> or wherever you get your podcasts. Ow, my brain. <laughs> so good. 
All right, moving on. My next story is world news. This is from UPI. A Hong Kong jewelry company exhibiting at an expo in China unveiled, drumroll, a gold toilet with 40,815 diamonds embedded in the seat Ow. of the toilet. Like the, part, like the seat you sit on? Yes. Seat? Not just, okay. Ow. <laughs> That's what I thought at first, but they covered it with bulletproof glass. Oh, so. uh, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, that's stupid. Why? <laughs> why, obviously, why, the obviously. Co- obviously, you need bulletproof glass on your toilet. Um, the Coronet Jewelry brand unveiled the gold toilet on Monday this week at the Second China International Import Expo in Shanghai. The toilet is made of mostly gold with a seat composed of, like I said, bulletproof glass with over 40,000 diamonds embedded in it. A total of 334.68 carats. Coronet said the toilet is scheduled to be inspected by Guinness World Records this week to determine whether it qualifies for a new world record. Most diamonds set in a toilet. <laughs> and um, so Probably. Maybe, yeah, probably. So at the time of this recording, they haven't done that yet, but probably they're going to have the record. So apparently this company... This this is going to be their tenth world record for like diamonds in a an object. Okay. Okay. So now I want to know if you can guess any of the other objects <laughs> that they've uh, created. Um, so some of them are kind of kind of make sense, and some of them are like very random. But I'm an, I actually was only able to find six okay. of the other ones that they've done. Okay. And I'd I'm like wondering to, if I'd you like had... to start off by saying I'm furious right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm so mad that this exists. That's that I just wanted to get I, that off my chest. I'm very yeah. very mad that somebody made this. Um, let's see. Guesses for other objects. Um like a like a headboard, like a bed. Is that any is that one? I did not have that on my list. A uh, chair. It's like a regular chair. Nope. Uh Jewelry box? That's close. Uh, treasure chest. <laughs> chest in general? No. Armor. Dresser. No, uh, none of them are furniture. Oh. Oh, well, not, They're okay. not furniture. They're like random objects. It's one of them a plunger. Honestly. <laughs> to go with the toilet. <laughs> that should have been. Okay, this is going to be I'm too hard. I'm clearly not getting anything. It's too hard. I'm just going to tell you. Okay, um, in no particular order, um, they've... They've won two records for guitars with diamonds in them. Okay. One of them was the most valuable guitar ever made, valued at over $2 million. And another one was just like the most diamonds set in a guitar for some reason. Sure. Um, They've also made a mobile phone case that won a record for most diamonds in a mobile phone case. Uh, They made a watch. Okay. A lipstick case, which like, that's what you pick. Okay. And then the last one that I found, which I thought was kind of cool, is a Coca-Cola bottle-shaped handbag. It looks like a like one of those like old bottles of Coca-Cola, but it's a handbag that like clasps open, and the entire outside of it is just diamonds. Okay. <laughs> like, why did they create this? I don't know. But I don't know. Um, for some reason, none of these make me as mad as the toilet. So <laughs> I guess that's something. Because like, I, 
every time I hear of gold toilets, I'm just like, why? why? This is so, like, this isn't even funny. This is just like, yeah. you're wasting stuff. You're just like, um, you're putting precious metals and precious stones in literally the most filthy thing in your house. Right. <laughs> like, why? Like, what? Is this funny to you? Like, I don't know. Hopefully. I, I do want to show you a picture of the watch because I actually think it's really beautiful and I actually really liked it. Oh, that's cool. Isn't it? That's like a, that's an actual work of art. Yeah. That's, of, of the items on here, I felt like this was actually like, okay, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty. That's beautiful. But a toilet, like, do they make the toilet look interesting or is it just no. a toilet here, let me with show diamonds you a pic- in Let it. me just show you the picture of the toilet. That's going to make me mad, I bet. <laughs> I showed you. Yeah, it's nothing. That's like ugh. it doesn't even look pretty. Like you look at it, and it looks like it's just a cheap, like sparkly toilet right. seat. From this distance, actually. I can't even tell it's diamonds. It just looks like a glass toilet seat on a gold painted toilet. Like it's, yeah, it's dumb. It's just pointless. It's just pointless. It's so yeah. I mean, I realize I brought a story about blasting wine into space, but this is <laughs> this is truly wasteful. <laughs> Okay, what's more wasteful, this or or the resources required to blast wine into space? Again, they sent it up with other That's cargo. True. That's true. So it was like it was That's just fair. along for the ride. Right. Plus, they're doing like an experiment with it. Whereas with this, it's not You're an right. experiment. They're just no. making an ugly toilet. And they just wanted to make a get a record. Yeah, which is a dumb reason to do anything, especially when it's a golden. Di- I don't know. It's yeah. just it's just dumb. Okay. Just, yeah. Anyway. Ah. My next story is food news. This is from CNN. Bud Light is coming out with hard seltzer. Why is everyone pushing right? hard seltzer lately? Like, I don't understand. The article did speculate a little bit as to why, but um, oh. I'll describe the seltzer first, I guess. Okay. Like, you probably already know what it's going to be. Um, also, I didn't realize Anheuser-Busch InBev is like the full name of this company. In- Anheuser-Busch. Bush in Bev, like I I N capital B E V. Oh. It's weird. Oh, I thought it it was just Anheuser Bush. So did I. Um, But the newest addition to uh, their spiked seltzer lineup is coming early next year. It's called Bud Light Seltzer. Um, But (laughs) it's going to be seltzer, not beer. Um, They're just hoping to use the name recognition, I guess, to get into the market. Um, It'll be available in floor floor flavors. (laughs) It'll be available in four flavors. The Sloutzer will be available. The the Sloutzer will be available in four flavors. flavors. I've already had a four. Um, Including black cherry, lemon lime, strawberry, and mango. It'll be sold in 12 packs in variety or single flavors and as individual 25-ounce cans. That's a giant can, isn't it? Wait, 25 ounces? Isn't that a lot of... Unless yes. I'm just envisioning no, cans No, the normal wrong. thing is like 12 or 16, right, isn't it? Right, yeah. It's, anyway, um, Bud Light Seltzer is their third spiked seltzer brand, this like conglomeration company, um, including, I didn't realize, Natural Light Seltzer. They have a Natty Light Seltzer. Oh, God. That can't be good. It Ugh. says it's beer and fruit flavored, which sounds not right. Um, and they also have a Bon and Vive brand, which I've also just not even heard of. Um, but this is going to, so this will be the third seltzer this company is selling for some reason. Um, the, the article says that beverage companies are looking to dethrone white claw, which good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it commands 58% of spiked seltzer sales, uh, currently. Um, and then, uh, they also just said sales of hard seltzer, uh, surpassed $1 billion for the year ending in August. 
So it's a huge oh. market. So what? that probably answers your question as to yes. why everyone's getting into this. Like, because people are looking for like lower calorie um, alcoholic beverages, essentially, and like be- light beers kind of falling out of favor because like you can have seltzer and it tastes good and it's and it's. But also does it taste good? I think so. Have you had like a white I don't think I've or had truly one that actually tastes good. Like I've tried tr- truly. Not that I'm trying to, you know sponsor any products here <laughs> i've tried some truly and it was like okay but I, it wasn't it didn't taste good to me maybe i have to tr- i actually have not tried white claw so maybe i should try i haven't that. tried white claw i i've tried truly um i like seltzer to begin with and i like i like a vodka soda which is essentially yeah. what a seltzer is okay so like, it's, it's probably just a preference taste right. thing i i just feel it's like, not going to taste like an actual soda like it's never going to have that much fruit flavor and still be like, like as few few calories as it is. But. Yeah, because I, I don't really like seltzer water. I feel like it's yeah. If you don't like, like carbonation, I like deal with for the flavors of the drink, and I actually don't really enjoy like super carbonated stuff. Like it, I don't know. Just so you don't. just need to pour it and then leave it, it out for a while. Yeah, just like let it. <laughs> like you're gonna laugh at me, but I actually sometimes drink like flat soda because it's I like it not like all the way flat, but like. Not like oh, fresh, fresh cracked soda is like I don't like that because the huh. carbonation is like too much and it's like uncomfortable in my stomach. Like I know it's gonna sound I weird. Get but like it. I won't laugh at I, you. I like I like it to be a little bit like unfizzed a little, but when I drink it. That's like my preference of like fizz level. No, I think I think I I would do that as a, I mean as a kid I would just drink whatever like even if it was totally flat I would just drink it anyway. Yeah. It wasn't my like preferred way of drinking it necessarily. Yeah. but I've never had a problem with drinking flat soda. Because especially if it's Diet Coke. Yeah, because some oh, people. I love Diet yeah, Coke. I love Diet Coke too. Some people like have really have a problem with it. Like when it starts getting flat, it's like, oh, it's flat. Like I, I've never thought yeah. that. Like I don't like it to be all the way. But yeah, it's know. like, are you drinking it for the bubbles? What's wrong with you? I mean, no judgment, but some <laughs> some, some judgment. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. I just like feel like these seltzers are just like not enough flavor and just yeah. seltzer water. Well, like, like I, I said, I already like. I just like seltzer water as it is, so it's just seltzer with yeah, alcohol for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm all, right, all on board. All right. All right. <laughs> Give me a white claw. I gotta try it. <laughs> all right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Space wine. Ready, set, go. go! Okay. Um, I found an update on. Uh, the uh, football cat situation that happened this week. Did you hear about this? Sorry. Did you hear about no. what happened at the Monday night football game this week, which was uh, between the Giants and the Cowboys? <laughs> Randomly at some part of the game, this like black cat ran onto the field and they had to pause the game and everyone left the field and it was like running around and people were like chasing <laughs> it and trying to like get it off the football field. And, <laughs> And the, all the fans were like cheer. Like at one point, it was like running down, like towards the like end zone, and people were like cheering it on. And it like went into the end zone, and all, everyone was like, "Yeah!" And it was like touchdown, and it was like this whole like thing that happened. That's um, amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty funny. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, HuffPost <laughs> posted like this aggregator of like everyone's photoshopping this one photo of the cat. And they just like collected a bunch of those like memes that people were making from it, and like I don't know. I just thought this was amusing, and the news is basically just like people are still amused by the cat incident. <laughs> I'm surprised I later. didn't hear about it. I feel like I'm usually pretty in touch with weird internet things, and this 
So oh I'm, just, I'm just going to show you some of these pictures of the cat. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. There's one with like Trump, and there's like one where it's like running from different things, like. Um, and uh, I love this picture. It looks like it's hovering. <laughs> yeah, it looks. Uh, there's one with Putin on it. <laughs> riding on its back. Um, this is like a Game of Thrones themed. <laughs> 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 yeah they get wait was I that little Nas X oh is that I didn't even know I didn't know what that was yeah that's, that's what it is he's riding his cat down the old town road so yeah there's just like a photo of the cat where it looks like it's like hovering and people are just having a lot of fun photoshopping it that picture so um that was all that makes it's me very happy just a fun internet thing going on this week okay I found this uh, also on the Huffington Post uh, university accepts peanut butter and jelly as payment for parking tickets. What? This says okay. anyone, anyone with unpaid parking fines at the university of Alaska Anchorage campus has the option to reduce or cover the cost of their tickets with peanut butter and jelly. Like so the, sandwiches or no, the university is taking donations of jars of peanut butter or jelly. Oh, and you can, and they like they're going to donate it to students in need. So it's actually like a really good cause. Oh, um, but they said they okay. could use PB and J payments for two citations issued within the last forty-five days. Uh, two sixteen-ounce jars offer a ten-dollar credit. Three jars for thirty-five dollars, and five jars for sixty dollars of credit towards parking fees. Oh, isn't that a neat way to like? It's, it's okay, like a good way to encourage food donation and yeah. also reduce ridiculous parking fees at universities, which are always terrible. I am in support of this. Yeah. I like this. I got, I parked uh, somewhere on Case Campus not that long ago. It was a $25 ticket. <gasps> it used to be 15 They they. Yeah, I know. They raised the price. I'm so Apparently. mad. Um, I, I don't know if this is interesting, but they said that. Unopened, commercially produced nut butter, almond, cashew, or peanut butter, um, or any flavor of jam, jelly, marmalade, or preserves would be accepted. Nothing about Nutella, though, so probably no Nutella. That's hazelnut butter. Kind of, with chocolate. <laughs> the chocolate's a big component. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah. I'm Now I'm like, more places should... Yeah, let me like, bring in a jar of peanut butter instead of paying your stupid parking fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why doesn't the, like, the whole city could do that? Like, food donations to the local food bank, if you get a parking ticket, you can do that instead of paying money. Why not? Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me, too. I like this. <laughs> I like this a lot. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever other app you'd like to use. Why does that sound familiar? Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.